Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast. You're home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike Laprie, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 84 of Screwball, and we keep moving along in the playoffs. A similar episode to what we did last week, where we have some series to cover, a few more series uh, this week, as we saw the finales of the Division Series in the past week, and uh, the Championship Series are currently underway, and could be over by the time that this podcast goes up. Uh, Actually, kind of could be, Wednesday. But anyway... So we're going to go into, uh, like we did last week, we're going to cover the previous series and give our takes on what's going on and where things could go. Uh, But first, instead of a a topic of conversation like we usually do, we're just going to lead off with some news that uh, happened in the last uh, few days, last week or so. And I'm going to let Frank handle the news uh, instead of uh, him usually handling the topic. He'll handle some of the pieces of news we got here. So I'll hand that over to him. Yeah, so um, as you said, the playoffs we've seen kind of uh, <clears throat> shaping up for the finale, kind of, of the World Series. But um, some other news to look at, um, obviously, instead of the postseason baseball, uh, Major League Baseball has uh, passed a deal that will make the MLB franchises provide housing to minor league players, which is a big advance for the minor leaguers. They had a pay increase last year, and now they're going to get provided housing, which is good. It's what the minor leaguers need. They should provide better play and more play from the players instead of being like, okay, we got to get to survive while you're trying to grow at the game, get to survive, and then try getting called up to majors. Now it's going to be like, hey, just kind of worry more about the baseball aspect and getting better, and we're going to handle some of the other stuff for you. So that's a big piece of news uh, going around baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other things we have here is Marcus Thames and Phil Nevin for the Yankees were fired, as long as uh, as well as their hitting coach, assistant hitting coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, some shakeups with the Yankees and some other teams we've seen already, um, which more shakeups can happen. Um, and another piece of news with Mike Schilt being released or uh, mutually parted ways last last week with the Cardinals, he is expected to interview with the San Diego Padres um, in the coming days for their job. So it's just some news there, some bigger news we've seen kind of around baseball over the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, the Padres are going to be looking in a lot of corners of baseball to find figure out whatever the hell they can do because you know, the pitching coach, Rothschild, was fired you know, mid-year after awful pitching performances, um, new manager, and just an overall disappointing season for the Padres. So they're going to try to exhaust all options on what they can do to you know, get their franchise in the place that they want it with the talent they have. So we'll see what happens with them. That obviously is – you know, going to be an ongoing issue God knows how long into the offseason. Um, and then with the Yankees, they got rid of some uh, coach, some of their coaching staff, which was as expected. But Aaron Boone's uh, job, you know, remains on the line at this point. Uh, there's no update on that, as, you know, for them. So there could be further coaching, uh, you know, openings coming up for them, but we'll see. And the housing for the minor leaguers is, you know, is interesting. I didn't even hear about it until Frank told me. So, you know, some of the lower, especially the lower uh, minor leaguers, really don't get paid much at all. They get, you know, a living wage. 
uh, more than likely. But then when you have to pay the amount of expenses that come out when you're a minor leaguer or, or can get pretty, uh, you know, pretty high. So providing them housing is a, a pretty good step forward, uh, for the minor leagues and can help. It's like, uh, you know, kind of the point you said, it can help them, uh, keep their, uh, you know, head in the game. And as opposed to, well, can I pay my bills? Can I be able to see my wife or my girlfriend or my boyfriend? Am I going to, you know, all these things that go into someone's head, it takes one less thing maybe off their back. So could even see further development in some guys that you wouldn't have in the past. So yeah, good stuff there. And, you know, obviously not taking center stage with the playoffs going on right now. Anything playoffs is taking center stage with the news. So uh, not much to really report other than that, but uh, good stuff nonetheless. Um, so let's get into kind of a recap, short little recap of the division series. We had the uh, Red Sox and the Rays, the wild card winning Red Sox over the Rays. And the Red Sox did end up winning that series in what, four games, right? Yeah. They didn't even take them to a fifth game. Then you had the Astros and the White Sox again, I think game, four games, right? The, Reds, the White Sox only took one. Uh, you had the Giants and the Dodgers went right down to the wire. They went five games, um, which is a very good series. And you had the what was it? You had the Braves and the Brewers, which was also only four games. So all the series, uh, not quite sweeps, but you know they a lot of the series did feel lopsided. Admittedly, watching you know you you kind of felt like the Astros went up 2-0. That was pretty much it. The Red Sox went up two one after I think two consecutive wins. You kind of saw the writing on the wall there. Brewers couldn't hit. And then the Dodgers and the Giants really was the coin flip series. It could have gone either way from the start. It could have gone either way. So uh, that was my favorite series of the division series. But there's a lot of surprises. I was I was wrong on every division series. So don't <laughs> listen to me from here on out. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the division series were good for the most part. Like you said, you, you kind of mentioned the teams already uh, moved on. You know, some things to note kind of what went wrong, I think, in each series. For Tampa Bay, uh, they just didn't have people to get the outs. With a team using the bullpen all year long, you know, it's a lot easier when you have a 60-game season. But when you have a 162-game season and you keep using people in the third inning, in the fourth inning, the fifth inning, the sixth inning, the seventh inning, and use them all day all day long, all year long, they run out of steam. I think that's what happened with the Rays. They just couldn't get out. So that was their biggest problem. Um, we talked about Milwaukee. They didn't hit one leg. One little bit. Uh, which they really haven't hit much all year. But the pitching was so great. <clears throat> but they haven't hit all. Yalich yeah. uh, being their offense... Seems to be the key to the offense. He hasn't hit in two years. But their offense was just lackluster. And the Braves pitching was really, really good. Mm. Um, so that was kind of went wrong for Milwaukee there. Um, for the White Sox, uh, they just didn't get outs early in the games. They gave four or five runs early every first couple innings of games, if not the first inning. It was the first two, three innings. They were down, giving up five runs already. you you got to get outs. You can't let them get up four or five runs and try and make it a comeback. Yeah, He did it once. But every series, I think they got down. Give three or four runs in the first inning. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. So that was their big problem. Otherwise, they played pretty well. It's just not pitching. They just didn't keep the game close early in the game. Right. Um, the Dodgers and Giants, they, either team could have won. There was no one. They didn't do this right or they didn't do this right. Giants missing Brandon Belt and then just not getting key hits. So, so there's nothing you did. Like, oh, well, they just didn't hit. They, they just, it was just some teams you got to lose. Someone has got to lose. Right. That series just kind of went how it was expected to go. The Giants, yes, they lost in that check swing. That was not – it was close to a swing. It was really pretty much not a swing, but it was pretty close. But you didn't lose because of that. No, no. You could have got – you know, you scored one run on a home run. By Darren Ruff, of course. 
So you could have did something else anywhere. Also, you could have just not got the two strikes. And you also could have just not swung at the ball that wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. So you can go anywhere. And then you got to say, oh, well, if he doesn't swing, then, you know, still. Then Boomer Four has got to get a hit or keep the game alive. But, again, you want to bring it back there. They had a swing, a full swing, Darren Ruff did in the regular season that they called not a swing, mm-hmm. which really helped the Giants win the division. So I guess it all comes full circle there. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the reason they lost. Uh, wasn't as much of a controversy, I guess, as you've seen with the Red Sox play and the White Sox play. They were more controversy. The check swing is just a check swing. At least they appealed it. it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, not the greatest of calls, but there's not much you could do there. No. But that's, that was noteworthy there. For the CSs, I mean, obviously, uh, we're looking at the Braves walking off. The Dodgers are up 2-0. And Boston's split 1-1 with the Astros going back to Boston. Um, so that series is shaping up to be a long one. Six yeah. or seven games. And we're due to see a real low-scoring game, I think, one of those teams. Yeah, you think? We're due to see. I think that's the kind of series where you're going to see a 17-18 inning game where both teams just don't hit for a game. It's possible. And then you're going to see the next day they'll put up 15 runs each. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. Yeah. The Braves and Dodgers, Dodgers are getting just beat at their own game. Yeah. Braves are keeping them close, not letting them score, and then the Braves are walking them off. Yeah, two games in a row. They're taking advantage of the people they need to be taken advantage of. You know, stealing bases when you need to, playing good defense, getting getting key hits, and getting outs. Uh, series are going pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. Exciting. I don't know what your uh, your thoughts here on the on the CSs. Um, what do you think, kind of what's going on? Well, I think the Braves are a big surprise. I thought they were. I actually, I think I had them as the only sweep, the only team getting swept. Um, I just didn't think that they could out pitch the Brewers, which it turned out that you know that plus the fact that the Brewers just did not hit at all. So I'm not going to say I'm surprised by the Braves at how they're playing. I'm just surprised that they're doing it against teams like the Brewers and the Dodgers. With no Acuna. Yeah, with, with where, where they're at. Or so Soraka. Yeah. I mean, you have you have your you, know, you have your Charlie Morton and your Max Fried pitched really good down the stretch. You have Ian Anderson, I believe. Going not to um, the playoffs. He's so that's playoff pitcher we've seen almost mm-hmm. in the last two years. And you have a team with notable bullpen issues, um, which I thought was going to be their downfall too. And maybe your pitcher gives you good – it gives you a good start, six innings or whatever in the playoffs, and then your bullpen blows it. You know, that's where I thought maybe their their Achilles heel would be. I don't think that's really the case like it was in the season. I think their bullpen has been pretty good. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know their stats, but um they're they're keeping like you said, they're keeping it close with a Dodger team that is just as likely to get ten runs in one inning with, with their lineup. You know, so keeping them close and keeping them down and chipping away at their bullpen and forcing Dave Roberts to manage a game, yeah. you see what happens. So I think that the Braves, uh, while I don't think the Dodgers are just going to lie down, I think that there's going to be some sort of fight in it the, because they are a 106-win team and they've been here before. I think that they are going to put up a fight, but I think this is the Braves series now. I think when you go up 2-0. you got to win one game in L.A. and you really got the series. Yeah, because then you go back home, worst-case scenario, where you just have to win one of the two games. At home. Yeah. And anything happening in Game 7. Right. But, so, this is the Brave series as it, as it stands right now. Yeah. You know? Uh, the big thing, I think, in the series is, you know, the Braves starting pitching has been so good, which has kept the believers, you know, ability to not be overworked. Their defense has been good for the Braves. They're getting the timely hits. They're doing well, you know, in that series. I think what we've seen, though, what I noticed – at least, 
is a couple bad decisions by both managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snedeker yesterday, Heredia being in the outfield, that was a terrible play in the defense. He could have dove something. But you have Christian Pache, your top prospect, who's a defensive wizard. Mm-hmm. Could have put him in center field instead of Heredia. What else we see in there? Uh, Jack Peterson backing up that play. Mm-hmm. Won them the game. Good point. So that's on you know something we don't ever talk about. But he backed up. That could have been three, four runs instead of the two runs, and the game's over. But instead, he backed it up, saved the two runs, saved him the game. David Roberts, terrible manager. It's been mm-hmm. that he's been a terrible manager ever since with the Dodgers. Yeah. It's since he's getting the guys are getting paid to be. You have all you have an All Star team every year. You ought to be pretty good. The fact that they have one World Series in a sixty game season, that's his only thing to his name. In seven, eight years he's been there, it's terrible. Because he's a terrible manager. Right. He pitched 100 guys the first game. Awful. Just awful. He said he wasn't pitching Scherzer. Let's get, get right back to it. To the NLDS. He wasn't pitching on game five. Scherzer was like, you're an idiot. We're going to win the game. I'm pitching. Closing it out. So he he, he was shutting down. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about game one of the ALC, NLCS. you got to win the DS. So Scherzer had to talk him into pitching. And they won the game. Go figure. Yeah. But then, if Scherzer's not, doesn't have the chance to go nine innings. And, and, and be the guy in game two. Why'd you pitch him? Because now you're wasting him. Not saying because, oh, you pitched on short rest. You should pitch on short rest. But if he said, hey, listen, I don't have it. I'm not going to be. Don't, don't pitch me today. Pitch me game three. Give me two more days. If I can't have my ace, my number one guy, my workhorse, my Hall of Famer. If I can't, I can't, he doesn't have a shot to go nine innings to win me a game. Then I'm not pitching him. Unless it's like out of the bullpen and we're going to win a series, that's a little different. But if I'm not starting him, unless I have a chance, he's I say, listen, he's great today. He's going nine innings. Mm. Like, he pitched pretty good yesterday, and his arm was dead. But he couldn't go no farther. No. 70 pitches, and that was probably too much. Yeah, I agree. So now you had to get to their bullpen that you overworked and used 1,000 guys yesterday again. So it's just bad, just bad decision-making, I think, all around. And then not play Justin Turner. I don't care if the guy was 0 for 130. He's your mm. best hitter on your team. He's your best player you've had ever since you've been there, Dave Roberts. Justin mm-hmm. Turner is the best player on the Dodgers. He is the Dodgers. When he doesn't play, they do nothing. And we've seen that yesterday. He literally came in the game, he got hit by a pitch, and loaded the bases. He literally was in the game for five seconds, and the game was different. Mm-hmm. He's your, your playmaker. I think he has the most home runs in Dodgers postseason history. He is your best player, your best hitter. You need him in the game. I don't care if he's 0 for 30. I don't care if his neck's broken. I don't care what, what was going on. He's got to be in the game. Agreed. So some bad decisions there. Um, some defense cost the, the Dodgers yesterday. Corey Seager. Balls smoked right past Kenley Jason's head. I get it. You can't, maybe you can't really see it. The balls hit 100 miles per hour, 130 miles per hour. I don't even know how hard that was hit. Yeah. But you, you're sidearming it. You're, side, you're backhanding it. If you're Corey Seager and I'm the Dodgers, take that, I don't care if you take that ball to the face. <laughs> Just knock it down. Yeah. If you knock it down, you throw him out first because it was hit so hard the guy's not moving. Right. But even if you knock it down, it keeps you near you. The guy's not scoring at least. Yeah, then at least you get another batter. Yeah. You know, you get something. But to backhand that ball there, it's like a catcher backhanding the ball to dirt. It's do or die. Yeah. You get it? Great. If you don't, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're like, well, you should have did this way. And that's what's kind of scores secret. It was a tough play, but I think he just kind of went for the do or die. I'm going to do this, hope it works. Right. So that's, right. you know, bad play. Heredi had his own mistakes. You know, we've seen some great slides in that series. Yeah. Have sliding's really been key to winning. And I thought another thing we've seen um, in that series, I mean, I was obviously... Jock Peterson backing up that play is never going to get talked about, but say one in the game. Old baseball is still going to be old baseball. It's still going to win. You need good defense. You need good pitching. And stealing bases have literally won almost every postseason game so far. This playoffs. Yep. 
the ability to steal a base has almost won every series or every game. Almost every game had came to that. Red Sox, the, the two grand slams, that game, and, you know, he's base stealing there. But how many games? For the Braves, it's been their whole series, their whole their whole postseason. Yeah. Being able to steal that base has won them the game. The Cardinals had the Dodgers on the ropes because they stole, what, three bases that day? Some, yeah, I think Tommy Edmund himself had two. And the Dodgers stole a base himself. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger, which ended up scoring a run. Stealing bases, something we have not seen in baseball much, has literally been the key to the, key to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, that's... Talk about anti-analytics, stolen, stolen bases, you know, and see what happens when you start stealing bases and causing problems on the base path. We see some teams trying to bunt. Uh, Swanson used to say try bunting. So old school baseball is still seems to be the way to win the games. Right. You need good pitching, you need good defense, and you need to steal bases. And every once in a while, you get a hit or two, and you win the game. And the Braves have literally been the epitome of that. Yeah. We're going to get one guy, we're going to steal second and get hopefully get a hit at the next three guys, and we win the game. And they've literally done that. Twice in a row. They're playing their baseball, and they're playing it well. And you have some heroics from guys like Eddie Rosario and Jock Peterson, which always helps. You need your postseason sure. heroes. But you're coming down to the wire where it's like, hey, I got three, two or three chances just to get a hit to win yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, hey, I need to get a ball in the gap here, or you know, I need three hits here. Or, no. Steal a base. Put pressure on him. Make him throw you out. Yeah. Hey, Ron Washington yesterday sent it everybody. Ball's in the infield and crap. He sent him home. Make him beat you at the plate. Mm. You have to beat me. You gotta be perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. My guy can run a wiggly line if he wants to. He's just gotta get there. You gotta be perfect to get me out. Make a beat, because what? They're not gonna be perfect. No. Four out of ten. What's the what's the percentage of getting guys in a relay? I don't know. Four out of ten. Five out of ten. Six out of ten. Yeah, you like okay. your odds most of the time. Still got forty percent chance he ain't throwing you out. It's not like he's, you know we're scoring ten runs. I got. You're scoring one run, two runs. You gotta get that run. Make a beat, you. Right. So we've seen a lot of where you know. You got to play great defense to get me out and win the game. And the Braves are putting pressure on the Dodgers and putting pressure on guys and putting pressure on everybody by not by pitching great, staying in the games, and then beating you with old school baseball. Yeah, I mean it, it's just uh, it's textbook, and you can never you can never replace that. I, f- I don't feel like um, it's just and it always shines through in the playoffs. That's where it shines through because in the regular season you find ways to win games. Things happen. You 162 yeah. games. You win games on pass balls and yeah, push, shit happens. Push comes to shove. You go down to what works. Mm-hmm. Postseason, you don't care about your stats. Regular season, I don't care what people say. They, they, they look at the stats. They look up at their board. They go, all right. I want to bond here. I want to try getting a hit. You know, they want to have their own. They have their own careers and stats and life and money and all this other crap they're worried about. Plus the team. Postseason, they don't care about anything. They just want to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they bunt more. They hit behind runners. They steal bases. They're trying to do that. They'll, they'll pitch three innings. They'll pitch one inning. They'll get one out. Reliever pitch six innings. They don't care. They want to win. So that's what we see. We always see. But um, that series I thought was just a little bit of some bad decisions. Dave Roberts proving again to be not a good manager. His pitching ideas are terrible. Yeah. Again, if you're going to pitch Scherzer, he's got to be able to. I, I want my guy. I, I think you should be able to pitch three days rest. I'm not pitching three days rest unless I know you can go nine innings. Unless mm. you can win me this game. Mm. Julio Rice, you put him in that yesterday. That was stupid. Because now you lost the game, and now he's going to pitch on, what, three days rest in game four? Would you possibly down 3-0 or 2-1? Yeah. You're going to pitch a guy you just pitched out of the bullpen for what reason? You have all these other guys in the bullpen. Pitch them. Pitch them. They got a lot of good arms in the bullpen. You know, they have a good bullpen. Instead of pitching a guy every single day, maybe just have him pitch one day and have him pitch three innings. Tony Gosselin, I'd rather have him. Why would you have your best starter this year? Hands down, the Dodgers' best starter all year. Well, 
Walker Bueller. Let's get that. He's the he's been their best. Yeah. So the second best, hands down all year because Scherzer wasn't there all year, mm. and he struggled down the stretch last mm. two starts or so. Is Urias? So why waste him out of the bullpen? Yeah, he is your guy. He's your stopper. If you win that game, you don't think about it. If you lose that game, you realize how stupid that was at yeah. Dave Roberts. Again, showing to be a bad manager. Right. If and it wasn't for the talent in that team, pure talent has won him a lot of games. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't be there no more. And it's like the, the famous words of Buck Showalter, you never judge a managerial move by the outcome. And even if it does work out, you still look at that move and you go, why did you do that? You know what I mean? Even if it work, even if they win the game, it works out. Yeah, you... It's still pivotal 1-1, and he's going to pitch in either 2-1, you're up, which mm-hmm. can really, you're up 2-1, and he pitches, and you win, that's 3-1. You know, forks in the, the, the guys. Right. Now you just got to get the knife out and cut it. You know, or you're down two one, and you gotta win that game, or the forks in you, and all they gotta do is take the knife out and cut you. Yeah, that's it. So it doesn't make sense. And again, Scherzer, uh, you know, I know he wants the ball there, but if he can't go nine innings, and win me a game, then I don't want him on the mound, because that's my Hall of Famer, that's my number one, that's my ace. He's got to be able to give me nine innings. Yeah, and you know, it's he, you know, he's coming to Dave yeah. Robertson saying I'm pitching. Yeah, not that but, I'm saying he has to pitch nine innings. Yeah, yeah. But the ability to pitch nine innings. Yeah. He had no chance yesterday. He could have been taken out at 40 pitches. He really shouldn't have pitched. He said his dark arm was dead. Mm-hmm. He could have took him out at 30 pitches. And he would have had nothing. I want, like, listen, he's on today. He's going nine. Bullpen's rested for two days in a row. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the World Series. Yeah, then you're in the money. You literally could have set yourself for the World Series with a game like that. Or you beat him into the dirt. Now you're going to pitch him again on three days of rest and probably a pivotal game six. Yeah. I mean. Or game five, you rush him again. Or you game six or seven, you're pitching him after having a dead arm. It doesn't make sense. It's bad man. No. No, I agree. Especially when you have other pitchers. It's not like you're you're relying on one guy. We're like, hey, this is kind of our guy here. So, just bad decisions there. The other series, I haven't really seen much to say that's been good or bad. It's been mostly, hey, expect it. Red Sox being scrappy, doing the thing, smashing the ball, but also hitting behind guys. Um, the defense is still kind of struggling. Their pitching's just figuring it out. Matt Barnes doesn't even pitch. Hmm. They're just kind of like, hey, we're here, you know, whatever. And then yeah. the Astros just don't strike out. Which is usually they are the strikeout team, so it's you know impressive on their They're not part. Not striking out, and they have some of the best defense you've seen. Their yeah. infield's one of the best infielders maybe of all time. I think Correa that one. I don't know if you probably know the play I'm talking about on that double play. He might have thrown that ball 200 miles an hour. Yeah. I Kyle mean, Tucker's he, going nuts. <laughs> yeah, expected guys prospect level, so expected to be. But they're doing how they always do. Yeah. But they're just that that series is there hasn't really been much. We got that decision was stupid. That decision was bad. Mm. Um. You know, the Red Sox come out and hit two grand slams. Kind of easy to uh, yeah, look at that up. game. and But the Astros kept it close, 9-5. to five. Yeah. Made them use some of their good guys. And, hey, like, we're not going down. Yeah. Kept yeah. like, all right, these guys are still here. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, – that series has really hasn't been much, you know, to my – you know, nothing that still got stood out and said, well, that's stupid or that's costing them or – I think that series is going to go to the distance. I think It's going to go to the end, six or seven. Yeah. Um, hopefully, at this point, I, I, I'd choose rather see the Astros because of Dusty Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, than, than the other guys, um, the cheating Alex Cora's and the fellas. Even though the Astros cheat too, don't get me wrong, but Dusty Baker's the man. So, um, But that series has been pretty much straightforward. The teams yeah. are doing what they do. Well, the, the Red Astros Sox... don't strike out. They're trying to put the ball in play. They're playing good defense. Um, mashing home runs. The Red Sox are mashing home runs, but also hitting behind runners. Guys with no names stepping up and no-name pitchers somehow getting outs. So they're just kind of doing their thing. And well, when something falls their way, they're capitalizing on it. Yeah, and bad calls or something, they they jump all over it. And that's what your good teams do. They capitalize on mistakes or bad calls, or they they when they find an opening, they go in, you know, and they and they rip the opening, you know, and and make it their game. Yeah. But I just wanted to go into 
real quick as to this Red Sox, because I actually thought coming into the playoffs, the Red Sox had the worst odds to do anything in the playoffs, to be honest. And that's not just me because being a Yankee depth. fan. They just... They have no depth. They, exactly. They, they don't... You have guys playing first base that don't play first. You have guys playing second who aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Your defense, even when your players that play every day aren't that great. Devers and Bogarts defensively are not great. Mm-hmm. J.M. Martinez is banged up, and if he plays outfield, not great. Um, your bullpens isn't very deep. You don't have a center fielder. No. Really, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean... Your pitching's just all over the place. Yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get every day. You, you're probably your most solid pitcher that you can bank on in the playoffs is Eovaldi. You know what I mean? And if Sale turns in one of his patented starts, you got Sale. Um, but Eduardo Rodriguez, especially this postseason, is not good. So, I mean, I but here's – I wanted to just bring up why they're at where they're at. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys here listed. Only three of them are batting under 300. And they're all – and it's Kyle Schwarber, Christian Vasquez, and Christian Arroyo, and they're batting 286 and 269. And Kyle Schwarber's got, what, four home runs? Kyle Schwarber has two home runs, two RBIs, and four walks. That, maybe that was it, four walks, but so, two big home runs. And timely home runs. You have Kike Hernandez, first of all, is leading the team and just... And just seven straight at-bats with a hit. He has five home runs, nine RBIs, and he's batting 500. He has seven straight hits at-bats with a hit. I mean, Christian you know... Christian Vasquez, uh, eighth walk-off home run out of playoff uh, for a catcher in the playoffs. Um, they're just... They're doing, you know, whatever over there. And this is what the Red Sox really kind of did all year. Their pitching lagged. Admittedly, really, their pitching is is the worst in out of the four teams that are here. Let's be honest. But their hitting, the hitting was good all season, really. And now they're coming through when they need to come through. And that's they're playing their game. Their hitting's going to keep their when their bat when their pitching's bad. Their hitting's still going to keep them relatively in it. When their pitching's good, their hitting's wins the game. Right, right. And the Astros, um, it's been good all year and all around. And, you know, the Astros are admittedly hurting without McCullers. So that's also something to a little wrinkle to look at in the... But their defense is great. They're mm-hmm. not striking out. They've been there before. They do steal bases themselves. They do a little bit of everything. So um, that's an exciting series. Like I said, I haven't really seen a managerial decision where I'm like, that's stupid. No, they're both um, they're both good. Yeah, both those both. managers. But the other side of it, uh, really the Braves haven't really seen too many decisions other than, you know, Pache yesterday. Um, yeah, nothing glaring. Nothing, yeah, but David Roberts has really, I mean, with the talent he has, and it's been years of this. Yeah, this isn't the first year we've, so anyone's it, noticed this. It bothers me that his his talent on his team, the money that they put together to buy him those players, and that's all he can come up with is just pitiful. So, and he's definitely has full reign, too. Not where you're like, oh, oh yeah. the Yankees, Aaron Boone, is it him, is it this guy? No, it's Roberts over there. Yeah, you know, he's making, the, he's calling the shots, yeah. So... That's uh, that's kind of where we're at though. The CSs are pretty crazy. Braves two up. You know, I, I think the Braves. I'd love to see the Braves win the World Series. I think they got a good shot, and I think it's a very realistic possibility to see a Braves Red Sox World Series, which is just not wasn't really on many people's radar. You know, one of the lesser seeds to put it in the NL, and then the wild card team in the AL. Well, you, know? you got a chance to see Dusty win his first one as a manager take another franchise to the World Series and not have a contract. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's so many different options, and it is, it is especially in the AL, looking like it could go either way. I think the AL more than the NL really could could go either way. And a lot of big players with no uh, home next year. Across yeah. Korea. Dusty Baker as a manager doesn't have a home. You know, I... I well, we got Schwarber. Schwarber, the Red Sox. There was another one out there with the Red Sox. Uh, J.D. Martinez is coming to the end of his rope with the Red Sox. Yeah, I think there was another... 
was a Valdi on a short? No, maybe I think a Valdi's still out of deal. It was, oh, Eduardo Rodriguez, you know. But with the Dodgers, you got Seager coming to the end. His Scherzer. Yep. Turner has one year left, but he's coming. Trey Turner think, coming, coming towards the end. I think Kenley Jansen is at the end of so his. These are some big names. With the Astros, got Correa. You know, other than that, I just the rest of them are kind of pretty much set there. Uh, I think so. Got the, you know, his years, but Correa is one of their biggest pieces. Granky's going to be 40-41. I think actually, I think Granky's gone. Out. Yeah, he's 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 out. And then uh, for uh, for the Braves, I mean, they they're about the only ones that don't. We got Jock Peterson and, and Freeman. Oh, Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Shrew Freeman. Yeah, Freeman's, you're, you, keep him, Freeman you're, yeah. you keep him, you're good. Rest <laughs> really. Team, yeah, rest of the team ain't going nowhere. Yeah, so, you fig- yeah. So there, there's some big guys coming up, you know, they got to make some big moments here. And we'll get a little extra money, make, you know, Freeman turns it on here in the ALC, NLCS, which he hasn't so far. Mm. If he turns it on, you know, all of a sudden they win the World Series, they're going, oh, we got to pay Freeman. Yeah. You know, if he go, keeps going and he goes over 15 in the ALCS, NLCS, we're like, well, this guy literally hadn't helped nothing. So we don't need it. Big decisions to make here. Um, also, you got a team like the Ashes already won one. They win another one. They don't pay Correa. Yeah, it's like okay. Why we dished the money out? We already got two World Series out of our rebuild. Same with yeah. Springer. Why pay him? We already got our one out of it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to break the bank. We can just keep kind of building. And especially if they get one that isn't, you know, because they win one and it's the Houston Asterisks and it's always marred and, in, in, you know, it's kind of covered by that controversy. Now they win this one. Not to say it's not covered in controversy, but it's almost like they're sticking their middle finger to the league. It's like, well, hey, we won one. What are you going to say now? You know, so they get their second one. Bye, Correa. Bye, Granky. Springer's already gone. We won our two. You know, not to say that they're just going to completely give up because they still do have Bregman and Altuve and stuff. But, but they don't have um, to keep, keep the players around and, and jeopardize the future years when they can kind of keep tooling up every mm. year instead of, like, try keeping the – squad together and let them age and then kind of need to go through a rebuild almost almost kind of like the Cubs might have tried kind of they kind of went and did that yeah um, mm-hmm. they kind of could have traded a couple guys away a little earlier and kind of kept the retool kind of kept the team progressing mm-hmm. or at least stable right instead of being like well rebuild up oh, good again rebuild mm-hmm. Astros have been able to keep this rebuild or this retool really just pushing it down the road pushing it down the road and I don't know if they're ever really going to have to do that the way they had the team set up. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're they got a lot of talent. I mean, just in the in the department of hitting, you know, you still got Bregman, Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. I mean, they got quite the core there, you know. So um Guriel. Yeah, and who like you said, I think you said it last week, is older than both of us thought. Thirty eight years old winning bad titles. And yeah. He's got looking like a, you know those troll dolls with the hair all yeah. over the place. So I mean, I it's, it's nuts. So. But, I mean, we'll see. I, I think that the AL is going to be interesting. I think the NL, I'm not going to say it's sewn up because it's never sewn up until the series is over. But uh, uh, the Braves have to like their chances. The Braves have three games to win one yeah. to get it back home and win the series at home. Right. So, as long as you don't go to L.A. and get swept, which... You win two games out of five. You really want to break it down that way. you got to win two games out of five. Mm-hmm. With the way they're playing, that seems pretty reasonable. And, and with their pitching. And two of them games going to be home. Yeah. At so least one game at home. You definitely like your chances... And the Dodgers have to um, – it's a gut check time for them, a 106-win team that just spends money like the Steinbrenner Yankees. And, uh, you know, you don't want to go down to the Braves team that was just beaten to a pulp all year, really, you know, with injuries. And, and, and Acuna's now back at the dugout. Yeah. I thought that was big for their their team and their fan base to see him back out there. So that was a, a little excitement. It's an Agreed. energy that you don't expect to see. 
No, I'm sure they'd like to have him out there, but uh, you know, the whatever they got going now is working. So he pulls the Kirk Gibson game seven of the World Series, comes <laughs> out there and it's a home run with one leg. It'd be unbelievable, <laughs> especially in this day and age. No swings since July. No slices. Yeah. Like home runs. Ice higher. cold, 480 feet. Yeah. You know, um, around the bases. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get there. But we'll see. I mean, good playoffs all, all around, uh, all the way up to the championship series because we're get, kind of coming to the end here. There's only going to be the World Series left uh, after these are over. But good good playoffs. And just like the whole season, just keep me on my toes. on Ruckus. It's just uh, nothing makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick and choose what you're rooting for, too. Unless you're a fan of one of these teams. I mean, you got the Astros with their problems. Uh, Alex Cora and his uh, cheating ways. Uh, and the Red Sox. The Astros with their cheating ways. Uh, the Braves. Seems like the, the the mightiest of underdogs without Acuna. Mm. And then you have the Dodgers who've been good and winning, and they pay the most money to everybody. So do you like them? Yeah, they're like the evil empire. So you, you know? pick and choose your kind of your who you want, and you know the Astros, yeah, but they got Dusty, and a lot of people love Dusty. The Red Sox, they got some players I guess you can like, but you know the Red Sox cheat. Uh, the Braves just seem like they, they I, I like to see the Braves win I just I don't know if they can without Acuna it just seems like I, they, how and they're going to keep doing it and the Dodgers they pay all the most money to everybody Boston pays the second most money to everybody people yeah. don't want to talk about that but the Dodgers paid bought everybody and they have a terrible manager and they're just that's them so that's just how they, how it goes you buy all your players like they said the Yankees always did but the Dodgers you know they, get, they don't get talked about I guess yeah and they I think they have the top Payroll by a lot, a too. Lot. It's not even close. And then Boston's second. I think there's another team third. And then I think the Yankees fourth. So that's surprising yeah. to some people. But, um, yeah. Exciting but to come down to the wire with teams that just don't belong there or teams that should have been there a different way. And then another team's got 106 wins and they're their away team. Yeah. It's just kind of. It's weird. Two years in a row. Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, got to love it, though. Postseason baseball. It yeah. just, it's always like baseball. You can't predict it. Yeah. I mean, my whole playoff bracket's wrong, so yeah, what the yeah, hell? I wasn't even close. So, <laughs> but to get to our last little thing here, a trivia question for the week, obviously playoff-based. Which, well, all the, we should start with all the walk-offs we've seen. Four, I think, in the playoffs so far total? Or two in one series. Two Red Sox, two Braves. Uh, you got the Dodgers walked off against the Cardinals. That's five. That's five. Yeah, at least five. Five or six walk-offs. Yeah, already. and yeah, then I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Ten games or whatever. So, um, it's been nuts. So we want to go with this trivia question here, which is which two franchises have never been walked off in postseason history? So never had a team hit the walk-off hit against them in postseason mm. history. Only two franchises. So which two were they? First one, the Miami slash Florida Marlins. Obviously, they didn't lose a playoff series until last year. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And this one was a little bit more surprising. Toronto Blue Jays. Never been walked off against yeah, they've Post done some history. walking off. <laughs> yeah, yes, Joe Carter, game six, touch them all, Joe. Uh, Marlins, Edgar Renteria, he hits walk-offs for every team. But, yeah, so that was a trivia question. Um, which two fans have never been walked off against in postseason history? Toronto Blue Jays and the Miami Marlins. And just a little extra tidbit out there, only one franchise has never had a walk-off hit of any kind in the postseason for them, and that's the Colorado Rockies. That makes sense. Rockies haven't been there quite as much as they'd like to. But um, they did go to the World Series in 07, a team mm. that just seemed to come back all the time. Colorado, you're playing at home. It seems they always win at home, and it's always walk-offs. This year they led the t- league in walk-offs, and they weren't very good. And they were in, like, fourth, yeah. So you think, oh, oh, the way the ball actually carries, too. You know, some people say the ball goes 900 feet out there, which is not true. Right. Um, 
you'd think, oh, it got to be walk-off home runs, right, on pop-ups? So you would think that would be what happens out there, but that's not the case. Yeah, because their most famous walk-off, I, I would think, would be the Matt Holiday game, which was a playing game or a game 162 as opposed to a playoff game. So if you're thinking of the Matt Holiday game, there you go. Yeah. And that was in 07, right? That yeah, was when they went to the yeah. World Series. Yeah, they were so. like 29 to 4 down a stretch or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, so when you think about it, you know, they, they make sense because, yeah. you know, they haven't been – it's not like you're picking the Yankees, Red Sox, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants who have been in the World Series or yeah, Braves, playoffs. Ace, you know, yeah, all those guys. They've been there a million times. So yeah. it has to be it has to be one of the more – maybe like the expansion teams or whatever. But, yeah. no, it's a good one. Um, Marlins make sense because, like you said, they haven't lost a series until last year. So unless they got walked off last year, it didn't happen. And the Blue Jays haven't quite been in it. When they are, they don't lose. Yeah, so it's like, you know, they were in it a few... Well, actually, really, they were in it last year, right? Where they played in Buffalo? Yeah, they, they were they, in it last year on a three-game series or something small. Yeah, they I know. Got they got pretty early. Yeah, they got beat pretty good. Um, but they were in it with the Jose Batista game against the Rangers. And then you had, you know, in the early 90s and stuff. So, you know, they've been there. But to not be walked off against is always pretty good for a team because that's yeah. always demoralizing, especially in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to go. Uh, that was our trivia question for the week. Other than that, though, um, you know, we went into what we kind of think here. Playoffs are coming down to the wire. Lots of craziness. We got a uh, game three tonight, the ALCS. So we're just expecting nonsense to ensue. Brett Phillips esque. Yeah. You know walk-off moments, baseball or playoff moments, which we're expected to see here. It always happens in the middle of the series, game three, game four, game five. Uh, ruckus always ensues. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But other than that, just excited to see the rest of the playoffs through. Not really have much of a favorite here. Braves would be my number one team to go win. Two would probably be the Astros because of Dusty Baker. And three and four, they don't actually count, so we don't imagine <laughs> them. But uh, that's pretty much where we're at here. Yeah, I'm pretty much an NL fan at this point because I'm not rooting for the Red Sox, and I am not rooting for the Astros. Um, I would pick the Astros over the Red Sox again for Dusty Baker, and there are I do like Altuve. I, I know do, a lot of yeah. people Alvarez. really don't. I like Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and these guys. Um, so I do like. There are some Astro players I like. I like McCullers. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like McCullers too. So there's some Astro players I like. Not that there's no Red Sox players Bradley, I like. Come on. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Brantley. Because yeah, he doesn't say nothing. I don't think he said a word since he's been at the Astros. I don't yeah. think he said a word since he's been in the league. He's just like, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the Astros, I don't mind rooting for. Obvious, obviously, their recent history uh, is not the – I'm not the biggest fan of. But uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, uh, like I said, I'm probably going to root for either NL team at this point. It's looking like it might be the Braves. So we shall see. And – uh by the time this goes live, hopefully the championship series will still be going on unless both unless both series, like the team that's – unless like the Red Sox sweep at home or vice versa, the Astros sweep on the road, or if the Braves come out and win two in a row in that series, which would be nuts. But by the time this goes live, they should both still be going on unless, you know, something crazy like that happens. So, um, And then we'll come back with the recap of those in the World Series. We'll be looking at a World Series preview, really. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We were right on the cusp of craziness. Yep, so, sure. Some other, you know, sports news to take note of: uh, basketball, hockey. Uh, basketball on the verge. By this goes live. Basketball will be back. Hockey was already back with the Devils' home opener 
That was pretty cool. So hockey's back, basketball's back, college football's rocking and rolling. NFL's mid-stride here, you know, week six. We've seen some craziness there. Uh, Raiders won again, 4-2, and two after their ruckus they had last week. Last two weeks, really, um, with the franchise at all, in, 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 in all with the, with the NFL. Uh, also, Raiders, uh, <laughs> good chance they follow all suit against the league again. Mm-hmm. In the true out there was fashion. So, but they won. So hopefully they keep winning. But uh, yeah, all the sports are kind of back here. NASCAR coming to the play, you know, to the end of their playoffs. Baseball coming to the end of their playoffs. Uh, women's basketball just ended. College football is getting to the the meat and potatoes here. Basketball's back. Hockey's back. College basketball is becoming back. Just just everything hmm. all here at once. Um, and golf's still going on. So there's just a little bit of everything going on. So yeah. it's a good time to kind of turn the TV on and watch whatever you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is a time of the year where you got any sport you like is on. So you can check out whatever you're, whatever you're into. And, uh, you know, again, postseason, even if you're not a big baseball fan, you got to love playoffs and really any sport, you know, if you're a sports fan. So Yeah, and you're at the point where you get the playoffs, which is obviously the most important, most exciting parts of the games. And then new seasons – which is the most exciting part, second most exciting part, because every team still got a shot. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, you got you got a lot to watch, and like you said, football's kind of hitting its stride in the middle and approaching the middle of the season. So yeah, it's you, who's in, who's out, kind of starting to get to that point where it's like, all right, this team's kind of not great, and this team's pretty good, and this team's underperforming. You're starting to get to that point in football and college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, you got a lot to watch and a lot to like. So that's all I got for this week. Uh, just excited about what's going to happen with these championship series in the World Series. But uh, good playoff baseball so far, as expected, and a lot of exciting moments and walk-offs and all the like. So that's kind of all I got for this week. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just, uh, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more ruckus here in the next couple of days. Game yeah. three in Fenway here. Uh, you know, invited to take a guess. This is this is the ruckus game. This is the 17-inning one. This is the, see the 17-inning 1-1 or 15-15 or, or, you know. Something insane. Come back. The David Freeze kind of kind of game. Something like that's going to happen. Game three at Fedway. we already seen the guys flipping over the fence. And David Ortiz, the Grand Slam. And it always happened here at Fenway. And it always seems to happen right here in game three, game four. So mm-hmm. expect yeah. a little ruckus tonight. You're right. You're right. So we'll see. We're going to watch game three and see what happens. So it could determine, help determine the series. So uh, with that, I think we should wrap this one up. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMichaelPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.